part two. Uh, <laughs> part two starts now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part right. two starts now of uh, <laughs> Tammy and Mark of Mathnasium. Uh, you fought your fought your way through the first hour and a half. Yeah. You've got more in store for you in this uh, second episode of the podcast. I want to take this back slightly to explain some of the motivation and drive that is in me to open this 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 yeah. this company um and then to i, I pulled him in on it because i was like oh, i'm just i just i'm just a teacher i need help i need business help and then i ended up building a whole team but so i i taught high school math for two years right out of college and i was like really young to be teaching juniors and seniors in college. Yeah, you were uh, in high school. a couple years older than Oh, them. my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I was like 22. A mutiny waiting to happen. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, and I found that I was doing a lot of just classroom management, and I wasn't good at the classroom management. I really loved the math, and I really wanted to make an impact on I wanted kids to love the math, too. And I was young and naive and not realizing that the bulk of this job is not about the subject matter. It's just, it's about classroom management. And like, I would, I would have a supervisor come in to observe my class. And like, I did this fantastic lesson. And then all she could do is pick on the fact that two kids were arm wrestling in the back. And I'm like, oh, come on, like, I can't win here. I also felt like so I, the world needs arm wrestlers too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. exactly. Just not in math class. <laughs> um, Rambo's trying to arm wrestle me right now. Looks yeah, like. he probably, you probably oh. need something. He's a very intuitive dog. Yeah. Oh, cutie. Yeah. So, Sorry. uh, it's okay. So I, I felt called to get out of the classroom. I wanted to make more of an impact. I also felt like I'm pretty good privately one-on-one -on -one with kids and in, in, in smaller group settings. But to rewind even further, I grew up basically in an elementary school as my mom was an elementary school teacher and I loved school. Like I'd help her set up her classroom and like every summer. And it was just this whole, like all of her friends were teachers and they would have pool parties in the summers. And I, all my best friends were their, their kids. And so I loved school. And then I got to a point in like um, fifth grade where I noticed that there were kids getting pulled out for a gifted and talented program. I see a part of that. Yeah. yeah. Stop flexing, Gilmar. Yeah, well, <laughs> no. Good for you. Yeah, I love math and science. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, I didn't get in. I wasn't in it. Oh, sorry. Didn't it, mean, I well, didn't get in no, either. No, no. 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 That shit sucked. Yeah. yeah. yeah that was good. Yeah. Nerds. Yeah. yeah. They had jackets. Yeah. yeah. Well, they would, they would they, oh my goodness. I was so jealous. They were on the, on the playground. They were like, we're, what we're learning and we're learning that like, we only use like 5% of our brains. And that if we used more, if we used like a hundred percent of our brains, we could fly. They would say, and I was like, I heard that same story. You did? Yeah, I yeah. feel like kids said that whack when we were kids. Yeah. Oh, that's a, maybe it's true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a lot we don't know that's about true. our human yeah, yeah, yeah. potential, right? So, Episode two. Yeah. <laughs> my my mother ended up teaching the gifted and talented group and and she like she cared a lot about IQ scores and like I was aware that I didn't I didn't make it. Like and I knew my IQ score at the time and I probably shouldn't have known that number because it was hard on my self confidence. So I didn't get in. She had me retested and I did get in. So I'm in this she slipped it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, I don't know yeah, if it's legit. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Very likely was not legit. So I'm in this class and I was so insecure that that I didn't belong that I just kept myself quiet the whole time. You didn't belong in the gifted class. Yeah. Because you didn't get in the first time. Right. Before your mom bribed them. Exactly. Okay. Right. And I felt awful. And I just was like, I, 
I, I, I didn't raise my hand at all. Like I, I didn't. I just. Kept well, and your mother very was muffled. the teacher. My mom so, was the like, teacher. Oh, so your mom actually taught your class? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And so it's like your mom got you in energy. Well, at all? I don't know if the kids were thinking that. But were you? Like, I don't. Who cares what they were thinking? What yeah, were you, was that I, like? What I was thinking is, I'm not good enough. I'm not. Okay. I'm not smart enough. I don't belong. Don't say anything. You're gonna embarrass yourself. Because and you didn't get in the first time, and you knew your IQ score, and it wasn't what you thought was yes, significant enough. Yes. Okay. And oh, you were. Was, you, Huh? You were just slightly, uh, right? It wasn't. Uh, and you were you off were, by like a quarter point. Yeah, like yeah, something. I was not. off by a little bit, but that wasn't the point. The point was that it was hard for me, yeah. and yeah. I and and it was it was a wound that I carried that I was that I had to keep myself suppressed because I didn't. I was in a, this learning environment that was not good for me because I was feeling like muffled and I had kept myself suppressed. Right, you couldn't make mistakes, is how you felt. I couldn't make mistakes, yeah. right? And then. Um, I ended up, to, my, my mom set me up with this little girl, this little like second grade student, and I tutored her in the library, and I was like, wow, I, I'm really good at this. Like, I'm really good at teaching this this girl who really wants to learn. I'm like, there's something to education for me. And I was in like fifth grade. So I ended up studying at TCNJ. I majored in, in math education, got the, got the job in the high school. I was like, I, I really respect teachers, but I need, there's something bigger calling me. I want to be able to help more students. I don't, I don't feel like the institution of public education is, is serving me or serving the students that I have very well. So let's see what else I can do. Then I actually went to acting school. <laughs> I was like, maybe I just need a break. And I'm going to go to New York and I'm going to do, I did a summer program at Circle in the Square Theater School. And then I tried acting for a couple years like unsuccessfully i hated auditioning and i just felt desperate and just it wasn't for me yeah the whole business of it was not for you but i was private tutoring on the side at these super wealthy apartments in new york city and i was really enjoying that dynamic where i could work one-on-one -on -one. i was really helping helping these kids and i'm out in the hamptons one summer tutoring a bunch of kids and i was like how am i ever going to build this kind of wealth for myself as just a private tutor. So I started looking into franchises and I found the Mathnasium franchise and I called them and I was like, is this going to work in Manhattan? I, I don't know. Like they weren't, they weren't charging very much. And they hung up the, the phone time. and they're like, we got us, we got someone in Manhattan. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. oh, On the sure. business side. Yeah. yeah. Oh, That's sure. exactly right. Yeah. They, yeah. Yes. they were like, Oh, well maybe we'll consider you. And then they hung up the phone. They're like, Holy shit. We got one. We yeah. got yeah. one. <laughs> Yeah, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. got one on the hook. Yeah. Bring, in the, bring in the closer. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yep. So I convinced my mother to open one. She was about to retire, and she opened one in Tom's River. And okay. I got to observe the operation. And I was like, this is great. Let's just let's do it. Let's, let's do open, it. We'll open a, a tiny little center on the Upper East Side. Because I didn't, I didn't want to fall into the trap of let's buy this big, expensive, beautiful-looking space. Let's and we didn't it. have the money for that. No. <laughs> we, we could. no Straight up, it wasn't going to work. Yeah. Yeah. So is it safe to say like your endeavor with the mathnasium is kind of like you created your own, you know, math elite class? Yes. Yes. And I think the the values that I've pumped into my location, at least, I think across the system, I, this is probably true, but it's more so for me. I wanted to create an environment where kids could feel really comfortable making mistakes and could ask whatever questions that, that they need to ask, and we could meet them exactly where they are and propel them forward in micro steps, in micro challenges, so that nothing's ever like 
too too difficult and we and we teach them in a way that's teaching the traditional algorithms and it's also building mental math skills and critical thinking skills so it was that wounding that core wounding which <laughs> i don't know if you can appreciate but i i definitely i mean have you ever felt like you're not enough in yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. actually i felt that way this morning actually, you felt that way when your wife told you you were fat yeah oh, right when she was yeah, so my whole, delicate my whole business is like uh, a creation to feel like seen it's like i'm gonna be i'm only going to be successful enough and recognize if i create something so great that eventually someone will recognize me. And they'll probably be mm. dead by the time I hear, like, anything from them. So it's, like, one individual that just, like, you need to be seen by. That's just kind of, like, mm. Do you know what's magical about that? Mm. What you're doing for people is you're allowing them to be seen and to be heard in a way that they don't ever they don't ever get. So if that's if that's your intention, no, that's like I've since healed from that energy. Oh, and that oh, energy oh. caused me a lot of problems as a young gotcha. man. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it like it's very powerful that chip on your shoulder, but if it's not directed to the proper way, you get in things like fist fights, mm -hmm. and like you're gonna hear me whether or not you like it or right. not, kind right. of thing. Right. Um, so like when you when you start to become like a com a better version of yourself, you're like, oh, I'm, like there's a lot of people in here that have value that need to be heard. Like let's mm. start a podcast and get to know all of them. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And that comes from a, a, a wounded place, it sounds like. Yeah, most most things like that do. Isn't yeah. that amazing? Yeah. When yeah. you can like capitalize on your, your, on your wounding. Like you heal your <laughs> wounds. You don't want to you don't want to do it from what this is not me, this is somebody you don't want to do it from a, from the wound from the uh, like the bleeding wound. You want to do it from your scars. Your scars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. I um I started to recognize after a period of time that I was like, damn, all the people that do anything great are all incredibly damaged people that figured out how to right. use that damage for a good purpose. Like, everybody has a choice at the end of the day to, like, use your gift for good or for bad. And then, like, you yeah. just see... Like, I was always a student of success. Like, mm -hmm. how do I get the success? Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to study people with the success and then see how they got there. Mm -hmm. And then there was a particular time... Um, it, it was, like, a January... I'd fired my brother around Thanksgiving. Like, I was trying to be a leader, but I was terrible. Like, I'm, you know, mid to young 20s. Yeah, it's hard to be a leader. And I found, um, you know who Jocko Willink is? No. No, I'm Okay. So, Jocko Willink is a specimen of a human being. We call him Lord Jocko. He is, uh, he was a Navy SEAL commander, and he was in charge of the battle Ramadi. And he's like the foremost expert on leadership and he's also a jiu-jitsu legend wow. so he and now he owns a company he's partners in a company called origin that make all of their products in the united states nice like textiles like boots jeans like they open they're in maine like he's you that's you awesome. look into jocko but i was listening to jocko and I was freezing my ass off finishing a deck project by myself in probably, I think it was like the coldest January mm. ever. And I remember I was listening to him and he's, when he went into the Navy as an enlisted soldier. And like when September 11th happened, he was in college becoming an officer. So he has a degree, he has a degree in English literature. So, like, some of his podcasts are him, like, breaking down books. Oh, cool. And so I'm freezing my ass off, 
Like I have like a, a gas heater inside of like an enclosed trailer next to the project that'll go into and warm my hands up. And I'm doing like insanely intricate cuts on this deck. Like it wasn't just like a square duck. Right, like right. There were angles that I was like, how the hell do I cut this? So and by myself. Yeah. And I'm f- and I'm miserable and I'm freezing my ass off and I'm listening to him like several podcast episodes and his podcast can be like hours long. Like not like mm. three or four. Like they can be like six or seven hours long. Wow. And it was uh, the history of a Napoleonic soldier. So I was literally listening to him and he has like this way of speaking that's very intense. And I was listening to him talk about like these soldiers dying in the snow and then watching like Napoleon's... As you're freezing your ass off. Yeah. (laughs) Legionnaire. Like, so Napoleon had like the Legion Guard, which is like there was, it's not, nobody knows how many dudes are in there, but it's like 10,000 guys are in this unit. Mm. And they rode past all of these soldiers on their horses grabbed Napoleon and rode past all of them back just to leave everybody to die in Russia. Like when, cause like it was like about how like he invaded Russia and then got like cut, like went two different directions and they were like, perfect. The winter has come. We're going to kill everybody. And they just like, I'm listening to this. I'm like, you know what? This ain't so bad. (laughs) (laughs) So up until that, like I had, you know, there was other people like um, that had impacted me, but it wasn't like with that grace that he has. Like mm-hmm. he's like, I could choke you or kill you where you stand, but there's like an art form to leadership. Mm-hmm. So I became like a student of leadership at that point. And like mm-hmm. that, like that's like, it all comes together. Like if you study the right people and like take away like the good things from them, like eventually you put something good together. Sure. Yeah. It's all about who you listen to, who you're influenced by. Yeah. Right? Isn't yeah. that, it creates an interesting like soup of a person based on who your influences are. Yeah, I I like my only goal for people now, like I've always had this like crazy ability to look at people and see like their value, like what they're capable of. Huh. And like younger me would force feed it to you. It'd be like I would just like do it in such a way that like I knew like what my brother does today, um, and like is soon retiring like next year, like I knew he was capable of this and I knew it was like what he needed to do. But like, he just like at the time couldn't get out of his own way and like had just more like different things. And like, it was like, I felt it was like my God given duty to be like force him in or force him to be a person when I was an incomplete person myself. Mm -hmm. So I've gotten better at like, I still see it in people, but I've given up on doing it to everybody. Like, I've learned that, like, there are certain people that, you know, just aren't to be helped. Mm -hmm. And then there are certain people that need to, like, come to the point where I can help them. Like, you can't just, like, go around, like, being like, you could be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, it was a lot of that tact that, like, I learned from him. Mm. So, like, that's, like, when you say that, like, that, you know, you know. It's, it that makes a lot of sense. Everyone has their own timeline. And it's difficult. Yeah. Back because to fucking astrology. Then. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a, oh, yeah. It's yeah. just for another day, but I'm very curious to see what's going on in your 12th house. What the f- and what's that mean? Yo, 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 <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the connection to the unseen world. Okay. Mm. Um, and we're... And where your Mars is, because I have a feeling it's in Aries, because like you're a oh, fighter. Wow. Jesus, but back to magnesium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back to you, Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you were like this little girl that wanted to make a difference, and I love people that um, see more for themselves. 
I think there are a lot of people right now. Like, I think critical thinkers, yes. Leaders, yeah. Like, we need critical thinkers. We need leaders. But I think we need more people that are, like, aware of themselves. Oh, yeah. As leaders. Or just in general. Like, I think a lot of people are operating, you know, either unhappy or they're angry or what, whatever that may or may not be. Uh That's just kind of like, what, what can we do for people to take what is currently in front of them and influencing them and like, kind of like subdue that for a time where they kind of like look inside themselves. Yes. Yeah. How do we do that? I don't know. I don't know that. I'll have to look at the planets. Yeah. Maybe that'll help. (laughs) Or maybe it's not our job. Maybe we're on this timeline that it's like, there are people that are supposed to, you know, diverge. I'll tell you what, there's like, I feel like you, you kind of called me out on something with, with astrology. Part of the reason why I love astrology so much is you can see in a chart, you can see somebody's strengths Mm. and their gifts. And I, uh, as a, as a primarily fiery person, I think my, my tendency is to, to be like, look, you're good at this. Like you're really good at this. Like a hype person, which is not always what people need. (laughs) Yeah. And that's like, that's teachers. In general, like I, I grew up being like, Dude, I'm smarter than most of you people, like not in an arrogant way, but yeah. I would get in class with dudes, with these teachers and I'd be like, bro, right. like, what are you, you're trying to connect with me? Like you're failing at this. Right. Like you're, mm. you're barely like, look at yourself. How am I supposed mm. to take you seriously when you are a failure of a human being? So it's like, there are certain teachers though that are like, you know, like national wrestling title holder that's like maybe not the best teacher or like I had a I had a soccer coach coach nickel and I'm pretty sure he was Scottish I'm pretty sure and one time I remember we left the soccer balls out after practice like somebody's job was to get the soccer balls and we were like damn and like and we were like kind of ragging on the kid for not getting soccer balls and he saw us in school coach nickel saw us in school he was a teacher and he was like boys I'll see you at practice like kind of just like aggressive as shit we're like dude that was creepy as hell we ran so goddamn far i didn't know i was capable of running that far. <laughs> i mean those balls as a team were never left out there again yeah you know what i'm that saying was a, so that was an important moment so like but like he, maybe he wasn't the greatest you know i think he taught science or something like, but like maybe he wasn't the greatest teacher mm. but i had a i had a teacher but he was a teacher he would he dude, did teach you learned. something i i had a teacher and i'll blast her out on this fucking podcast miss defeo she was a math teacher. She taught uh, trigonometry or ge- geometry or something like that. Damn math teacher. Yeah. And I remember like I had her in high school and then like I was working at a restaurant in Newtown like a few years later and I like saw her at the bar and I was like, oh, this is fair. And she gave me the time of day. She was like, oh, whatever. Kids. Oh, no. And I was like, you are a shit teacher. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, you're, and she's I'm not in the like, right profession if that's You know the what case. I'm saying? So, like, I think mm. there are people, like, there's a lot wrong. Like, we can't fix all of these problems. But I think if people, like, looked inside themselves and just gave themselves a moment to, like, that grace, a lot of times people don't slow down to do that, like self in particular, because, like, I'm so moving towards, like, that next thing that I haven't like put all the pieces together and I'm like, Oh, why isn't this working for me? Like, why don't I have success yet? It's like, well, you're not a good leader. You're not like you're forceful with your words. Like you're like all these pieces that you need to put together. Well, back to understanding how you are contributing to whatever circumstance you're in. Yeah. Right. Rather than, you know, I'm somebody who's not a generally not a finger pointer, right? Mm. Like I always want to see 
I, maybe it's just the feeling that I have, I can have control over a situation and the way that I can have control over it is not to tell somebody else how they're supposed to act and what they're supposed to do, but instead me relate differently, right? One of the, the greatest lessons I learned in therapy was the idea that we are all in a dance with each other, right? All the time, right? We have dance in relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship or a friendship or a business relationship. And the only way that you can, that things change is if someone changes the step in the dance, right? If you think about when you're dancing with somebody, right? Like that, that you can't sit there and expect things to change just because unless, you know, if somebody else, you can't say, oh, you, you know, you change the steps in the dance. No, you can't expect that you can't force that but the power that you have is you can change the steps and um you know that's helped me in our relationship it's it's helped me in business it's helped me in friendships all across the board um and and so like i said earlier in those situations i was like okay well i can't make tammy act differently i can't make her feel differently okay but there's got to be something that I can do. And I think if everybody, and you think about how divisive our society is right now, if everybody looked at it and said, how might I be contributing to this dynamic and what can I do differently? Yeah, one of the things that I've stopped doing is getting um, spun up so quickly Yeah, on social media or news or things like that like it's all set up to make you angry mm-hmm. yeah it's it not is. set up to make you happy so like no. you getting angry is just reaffirming it and there was um there's a gentleman that i follow pretty closely like andy frizella and he said um like the pursuit of like purse like your personal like i forget what he says exactly but he says it all the time i'm sorry i'm butchering it but it's like the your pursuit of like your best self or like your you know becoming that best version of yourself is the ultimate rebellion mm. yeah so right. if, if yeah. you if everybody if you're standing there and you're looking at you know these democrats or these republicans or you know whatever yep. situation you're in like really what you should be doing is like well, how dialed in are you like because if you if everyone just kind of was focused on being the best version of themselves a lot of these problems would go away yeah so i think i think you know it's interesting that you recognize as like a teacher that you're like, I'm not maximizing mm-hmm. the contribution that I can bring to this, you know, shared experience that we have. I need to make a change. Yes. And I saw teachers very miserable in the teacher's room too. And I was, and I, I just sat up in my room and, and ate too. I'm like, Oh, just this your, is going to do apple. Just like a yeah. little teacher. Yeah. Well, maybe a little bit more than apple, but I, um, it probably wasn't very healthy back then. No. Um, stress eating, <laughs> I'm sure. But, yeah, it's like, I don't know if this is, if I, if everyone, a lot of people are not so happy. What's this going to be like for me long term? And I, I can kind of feel myself feeling like, also, like, the salary was probably similar to, to what Ariel was making in, in the hospital for work that's like, it's really hard. It's really important. Yeah, I remember she told me a story um about how she, like, took a kid that she had been, you know, taking care of very long time to get his heart transplant. Like, I think she was, like, mm. there when they told him he was getting a heart transplant. And just, like, listening to her tell me this, I was like, I have never experienced anything like that in my job. Yep. Like, I am, like, you make a fraction of what I do, 
And I do not bring that kind of value to anyone. Right. Like I need to, I need wow. to change something about what I'm doing. Mm. And at the time we were doing like uh, a lot of like uh, commercial construction. We were building like, we built like 17 yogurt lands in like <laughs> one year. Like wow. I don't think any of them are still in business. Right, like, right, right. Just like meaningless, like, right. like Avis rental car, like Hertz rental car, right. like all these places that I was like, we, I was like, I think I only want to do custom construction and I want to have like a relationship with the customer and then struggled through that over the years. But like now the place that I'm in now, I'm like, yeah, like this is, this is the spot to be. Mm. Right. But it took mm. like, everybody's like, oh wow. Like it's so like great. Like, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but I've been at it since 2011. Right. Yeah. You know, like just bumbling around and then like the last five years it's like you get a little bit more dialed in yeah and then three years you're like oh man i'm like a laser beam now Ugh. and then you get even yes. to where i'm at now and it's like i'm unstoppable Ooh, kind nice. of a thing so it's like you build that you earned you, it but yeah. i like completed myself not completed completed but i like yeah. worked on all those weak areas yeah intentionally and a lot of people don't do that right they don't do the uncomfortable no, but step. as you as you do that more for yourself you look at other people and like one of the things in therapy that like I was explained. It's like the more work you do on yourself, the more you're going to realize how crazy everyone else is. Oh man, that's and so I was true. like, and I was like, damn, like I thought I was the craziest, and now I'm like walking around. I'm like, look at all these hurting people. Like yeah. these people are all just like broken yeah. and you know need to be put back together. But the only people that can put them back together are themselves. You know, I studied hypnotherapy during the pandemic. Oh shit! And yeah, it just like hits the chime, and we all. <laughs> 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 She's like, you, you want to talk you about need your fairy dust? There it is. It's like, oh, feel good. Yeah. I didn't build a business around it, but boy, did I get to see people's pain and people's struggle, and I didn't, I didn't realize some of it, and I felt a little bit like I'm in a bubble, knowing that now I now I know how much um, abuse a lot of people are carrying from childhood. Well, I think our generation of um, like, like we're close enough in age that I can say our generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We well, we're thirty five. Right? A lot, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a lot of us were kind of like accessories to our parents, whereas like we're we're just now talking about having kids, because like before it was like we're not bringing kids into this mess. Like you're out of control. Like, but this will be a great life, but like maybe don't raise more broken people. Mm. And then like you do all this work and you're like, oh my God, it's kind of like my job now to like raise more good people. That's exactly right. And then I started looking and like overnight, like area, like both of our, like she's, we were at like a Christmas party and we left and like, it was just like the switch had, it just changed for her and then changed for mm. me. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then, um, I'm like looking at other people with kids or people having kids right now. And I'm kind of like, we're, we're like the goal, like goal for me for having kids personally is to like raise good people. Mm. And then I look at like other people raising kids and I'm like, did they consciously like, you, you don't plan to have kids for everybody, but like, are they aware of like the, the reason behind parenting and kids is, to make sure your kids are good people. They aren't no. just like, no. they're not, they're all aware not of that. just like YouTube props. Yes. So I feel yeah. that, you know, things are quite damaged in our world today, but I don't know that it's going to get better. I think it only gets worse. And that's not me like 
I'm not like a, well, it's only going to get worse from here. Like it's not <laughs> like it's, it's the reality of the situation. So I think it's more important than ever for people to raise good people. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And that's why when you guys were coming on, I was like, damn, like we, you and several mathnasiums, like that impact you're having on kids yeah. is quite vast now. And that's an incredible responsibility. Like you guys aren't just, you know, you're not building cool houses. No. Like you guys are molding minds yeah. that are going to go out into the world and do things, whether it's positive or negative, like and that energy has been sent forth. Yeah. And what's what's and cool for us too with the, the curriculum. curriculum makes it like, even better. Yeah, because I mean, we've used all over the yeah, I mean, we've country. well, and and all over, and the, over the world. all over the world. Yeah, I mean, we've impacted at this point millions of kids, and it's that's way more powerful than saying that like you own X number of mathnasiums. Yeah. It's like we built yes. a curriculum that's positively impacting yes millions of kids, millions right? of kids. hundreds of yeah. you know oh, well over you know a hundred thousand every year, and growing. So it's and it's and there, we have like they're safe nurturing havens for kids to come and focus just on their math, not have to worry about their siblings in the house or the parent drama that's going on, and not have to deal with homework drama and the parents getting triggered because they were bad at math and like. Dude, I have, I like I my mom could not help me with homework like really ever. Mm. Do you not know that she's why? like a group. Did not know any of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, like, it was just like, she just would be like, ah, not me. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was fortunate that I had a lady behind me, uh, Sue Miller, nice Jewish lady, and her daughter, Heather. And, like, Sue was incredible at math. And mm. her daughter was, like, way older than me was also incredible at math and they're um opticians okay mm. what eye doctors sure mm. not just like yeah optometrist optometrist my I, grandfather, I always my grandfather was an optometrist an optician is someone that like makes the lenses yes. and everything. An, op- mm. an optometrist is the, is the doctor, the doctor. Mm. Yes. so um my like i would literally just be like dumped on them after school and my mom was just like you can if you're gonna finish the homework you're going over there <laughs> and what ended up happening was my math ability like exceeded the high school level like very quickly because like I just sponge up knowledge and at a very the right teacher at a very young age she's just like Heather was just like hmm why don't we teach him this today and her mom would be like no we're just we're gonna focus on his homework and the next thing you know like she like they were she was doing her homework for like college with me doing like junior high algebra so the next you know I got to high school and I'm like so i literally cruised through high school oh my god and then i cruised through college Mm. because of that teaching me math wow that's very cool that's pretty sick yeah so people would be like you're good at math i'm like i used to suck it yeah well hey look (laughs) the the thing is a lot of people believe that you know either you're wired for it and you can be great at math or not right like we even had like we had we had a, a parent give us uh, a review once they said that, you know, when her, when they came to us, when her daughter was in second grade, she just, you know, said she just wasn't a math person and she was afraid and couldn't do it. And, and now she, this was like maybe seven years later where they stayed with us, like through all that. And she's like, now she says she has the math gene mm-hmm. and it's, it's, and, and a, if you think about, yes, there are people certainly that are 
you know, wired to just see it, understand sure. it, right? To to think in efficient, reliable ways, you know, and, and understand how things fit together and how to pull them apart and use that to their advantage. Um, there, there is something innate for certain people, but it doesn't mean that if it's not innate to you that you can't learn to think that way. Yeah, I yeah. mean, my, my brother is like probably one of the smartest people I know, emotionally and intellectually. But he, like, we went through a lot as kids and part of like all of that kind of caused him to regress very early on in elementary school and he was in learning support. Mm. And then like the pressure of like, the the way we were being raised was like also not doing him any favors of course yeah. so it was like he grew up thinking like potentially like i'm not gonna speak too much for him but like he grew up with this like little bit of like ah i might not be smart mm. but i'm like then we started getting into like high school and college and everything i'm like holy shit like this kid might be a genius that just got like suppressed just got yeah. put into the wrong side of the you know the system yeah and now like what he does is just like <laughs> you're like you don't you don't also have to be smart but you have to be able to lead you have to be athletic you have to be like all of these things like that it's like kind of looking back on it and i look at like you know p- different people in my family and i'm like yo you guys messed up right like, you guys read this completely <laughs> wrong yeah. and they're like He's a very kind person, and there's people that are like, oh, well, why doesn't he talk to us anymore? And it's like, there's nothing I can say to you to explain what he overcame because you don't see, like, the environment that he came out of because, like, you contributed to it. So that taught me a lot. Like, I used to fight that battle on, like, behalf of him. Right. But it was, like, really, like... I felt like he didn't care at that time. He was like, ah, whatever. Yeah. They can just be over there. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to keep keep right. going this argument until somebody admits they're wrong here. Mm-hmm. And it never happened. And, like, that's fine. And I'm, like, at peace with it now. But it taught me a lot about, like, you can't necessarily tell people where they made mistakes if they're not, mm-hmm. like, self-aware. Yeah, they have to be open to it. And, like I said, reflecting on it, how did I contribute to this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? And yeah. if you don't have that openness then you're never going to find that for sure so when you guys like set up your curriculum like did you do it all like on a base like basis of like core values or like how did you because like you're not just like doing algebra and teaching like no quadratic so, equation, so i mean like so it was all based on the um basic fundamental ideas from the mathnesium creator larry martinek so he was this incredible math educator um, in Los Angeles, who is doing things very differently, um, and as Tammy was saying, it was very much based on this idea that you know we can teach traditional ways that kids do math, right, using standard algorithms, but we also need to be building number sense, mental math skills. Um, he Num- had a number sense. Yes, he had a he had a gifted son named Nick, and. Really, the brilliance of the Mathnasium program came from Larry's work with Nick, where he would constantly ask Nick to articulate his thought processes. And it's amazing how much the subtlety of language can make all the difference in a child understanding a math concept or not. And so, the but the lens that 
all of our materials are built through is the way in which a mathematical thinker, a natural mathematical thinker, processes math. Give an example. So an example of, let's say, um, like you were talking about multiplication facts, for example. Traditionally in school, they are like, okay, now we're going to learn our, you know, our sixes, or we're going to learn our eights. Okay, go home and memorize these series of digits. So in, in, instead of that, and, and a lot of times that doesn't work, right? Kids get frustrated. They, it, it's meaningless to them because it's just a series of digits, and they just have to rack their brain, or they have to come up with a silly song or do something to remember it. Whereas if we build certain foundational skills, like let's say we start with understanding, you know, for obviously first you have to understand the meaning of it. So um, the syntax that we use for multiplication is, for example, five times three means five three times, as opposed to three groups of five or five groups of three. Oftentimes there's a cognitive dissonance there, particularly when it comes to acquiring that knowledge of the fact, right? That, that knowing that five times three is 15, um, five, three times. Oh, I have five, five and five is 15. Okay. So we start there. Um, when the, a lot of times where kids struggle with multiplication facts is what we call the usual suspects, which are the sixes, sevens, eights, nines, and twelves, right? You could say threes and fours a bit too, but most kids can pretty quickly feel comfortable with with zero. With zero the understanding of times zero is it's going to be nothing because I have it zero times. If it's one, if it's times one, I have it one time. If it's two times, oh, it's double. It's you know, it's it's two times. Oh, I and, and I learned doubles facts from addition. So oh, okay, eight times two, eight two times. Okay, that's sixteen because I know eight plus eight is sixteen. Okay. Fives we get comfortable with because we count by fives, right? We learn counting by twos, counting by fives, counting by tens, and there's a rhythm to it, and it makes sense because with fives it's going to be, uh, you know, you're you're going to have five, and then there's going to be a zero, and then five, and then there's a zero, and then tens as well. We you know we can we learn to count by tens, and it follows counting by ones just with the tens digit, right, until we get to hundred. So if we're comfortable with twos, fives, and tens, we can build off that. And so let's take the example of eight times seven, or eight times, we'll start with eight times six. So eight times six means eight six times. Well, once we know eight five times, and we build up to that eight five times is 40, well, eight six times is eight five times, and how many more eights? One. One. So what I have is 40 and one more eight, which is 48, right? Or eight times seven, I think as eight seven times. Well, I know eight five times is 40. So how many more eights do I need? So you're teaching that way as opposed to memorizing the multiplication. Table. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's, right. That's, um, it's really, it's very interesting. I've always had like a weird relationship with numbers. So I kind of just like, I don't know if somebody taught me that or if I just like connected that myself. Cause I just, you probably, uh, yeah, I'm the same way, dude. Can't remember. Like, there's certain things that, like, when I just look at numbers, I'm like, oh, that you reacts with that. I mm-hmm. doubt right. you were taught that. No. That's an innate thing. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's yeah. what we see in the, yeah. the naturally mm-hmm. gifted kids. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the naturally gifted things, the kids will also. Are gifted, dude. Dude, I, sorry not to cut you off, yeah. but I was having this conversation with my girlfriend last night where I was, we were saying, how do you see 25 times 25? How do you work that in your head? And then she was she was doing all this long math, and I'm like, oh, to me, it's just I do 25 times 20, 
and then I do five times 25 yes. and I put yeah. it together. Yes. Yeah. And you get yeah. 625. That's, That's right. Awesome. And she was like, wow, I, yeah. I don't look at it that way. I'm yeah. like, well, yeah, it's just, I can't believe you don't see it that way. <laughs> and, and, and those That's are the cool. type of skills that we teach at Magnesium. Right. Like to exactly, as you say, breaking down numbers into parts that are easier to work with, holding those subtotals and then putting them together. Right. That's that, Brilliant. that yeah. is a huge part of, of what we do at Mathnasium. I, I guess if you know that already or somebody taught you that, you that's a huge thing to take for granted. And then I like I totally was unaware that that would be like a challenge in learning. <laughs> Most people yeah. are are not wired to think that way. Mm. I was not wired to think that way. And if I was, it even was though you were a musician, yeah, yeah. Because when I when I think of musicians, like I, I think of like the count. You have your fours, your sixteens. Like you you have that count and that rhythm. Yeah, that you know. I guess would help you in some ways, but not in all a ways. lot. Of, but think for me with music and, and sure I can count and all that, but a lot of it for me is feel anyway. Like mm. I can feel those fours. I can feel the eights. If, if I'm playing in an odd time, I can feel it. I don't even have to count it most of the time. He's a cancer son, Pisces moon. <laughs> yeah. 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 He is cancer son, so It's all about feeling. Yeah. It's like it's a big feeling. Me, me and me and music. It's, it, it is very much a feel. Um, um do you guys, like is it? It's called mathnasium, but is it just math? Yes. <laughs> I've been saying we should have the kids lifting, like in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it right. right? Uh, okay. It's called mathnasium. Like, why don't we have them like doing some some barbell exercises? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know if like it is. Just I, I think math is um, like I want to say like the most powerful thing to learn as a kid, and then. Like, am I wrong in that? Because well, like, if you if you can if you can yes. you need math to kind of just like like if you don't know any science, that's okay. If you don't know any history, that I where where we're at right now because yeah, nobody yeah. does any history. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if like you don't know math, you you can't do anything. But you got to be able to read, and you got to be able to okay. do math. Read right for sure. I mean, I think math is oftentimes a litmus test of intelligence for kids right that the kids that are good at math are the kids that are seen as the smart kids and if you're not if you don't feel like you're good at math then then you may downplay your intelligence and hey you might innately be brilliant at something else but yet still feel like you're not you're not smart if you're not doing well in math and so there's an importance in teaching math to give the kids the self value to make them successful because you know hurt people hurt people or broken like you you can't really become anything if you don't have your own self-confidence to dig from yeah so like you guys are teaching self-confidence through math i can't believe i didn't have to say that because that's usually what i say is like Mm -hmm. is this less about the math this is more about the self-confidence building and that's and you just said it. So those like, Capricorn, Capricorn rising sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is in you. I haven't seen your whole chart. Yeah, I know you're very Capricorn though. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, it's it's constantly climbing. Don't put up me in that box. Yeah. No, there's more to you. There's more to you than yeah. that yeah. for sure. Yeah, um, but that's but yeah, incredibly that's incredibly ex- powerful. That's exactly oh. what it is, and and it opens up possibilities for kids that they didn't know existed for themselves. And we hear it all the time from parents where they say not only are they now like especially for the kids that are struggling right we have we have kids that come in that already love math and like they just want more and they want what school isn't capable of giving them so we get those kids too but we do get a lot of the struggling kids 
And very often, parents see a massive transformation in, in, in their confidence early on because they start to see very, very early on in their experience with us that things that they thought they weren't capable of doing that were difficult for them, we've presented it in a way that makes sense that, that they can do, that they can make sense of. And now it's like, oh, well, I used to think I couldn't do this, but I can. So what else am I capable of doing? What's more, what's more valuable to you or what's been more impactful? The progress you see in the kids or the appreciation from the parents when they see their kids progressing? For me, it's, it's the progress for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's like when I actually are in, in there working with the kids and like, there might be a kid that I worked with months ago and then I come, I'm in the center and I'm helping out and I get to see the progress in that kid and the way that they're lighting up and the way that their things are coming much more easily to them. That to me is like that interaction. Me too. Yeah. But we have tremendous reviews from parents. And yeah. What's the site that we use for to collect reviews? Oh, it's uh, Listen360. Is it's it like public? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're probably yeah. not using well, the testimonials also, well enough. No, but also, there, I mean, there's Google reviews and all that but stuff when too, we, But when we just read through our reviews, like that feels really darn sure. good. Yeah, knowing yeah. the yeah, impact we get a good that one. we're making. <laughs> we get a we, really good one. They're not. they're lousy, but... Well, it's usually, usually because be- there's a parent that doesn't quite understand. It's the non-primary parent, like the one who hasn't been with us, we, like, understands we, the whole thing. We had a funny thing the other day because they give like there's like a rating through this Listen 360 site, and if they're if they're a nine or a ten, if they give you a nine, it, it, the question that's asked is how likely are you to recommend magnesium to friends and family? And if they give you a nine or a ten, they're considered a promoter. If they're, I think it's a, a seven or an eight. It's like they're just passive, like they don't have negative feelings, but they're not going to be out there promoting. And if it's less than that, they could be a detractor. Mm. So we had two parents from the same household give a rating on the same day. The mom gave a 10 out of 10. The dad gave a 4 out of 10. <laughs> that mm. sounds like my house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, the dad, the dad gave a 4 out of 10 because he has unrealistic expectations about where that we can't take his struggling child and within two months have that child working two grade levels ahead, mm. right? That when you have a child that's working below grade level, they didn't, it's, you know, think about like, you know, when, when you're, when you're exercising at the gym, you didn't get, if, if you got fat, so to speak, right? If you I got, got dude, right, fat. if you're, you fixed it quickly, though. right? This is a bad example. No, yeah, but no, some, but fat somebody, for you is different, right? Yeah, than was, somebody else. That, I but, was referred to as thick jacked. Right, but if, if but right. I, I, th- I thought okay. it was fat, but yeah. I was still in. That's that's only like three months behind. But think about <laughs> like taking like let's say a like somebody who is you know uh, let's say five uh, ten and uh, two hundred eighty pounds and not muscle. Okay. Okay. All right, and let's make that the equivalent of you know the the fourth grader who's working on uh you know like a early second grade level. Yeah. We can't get that 5'10", 280-pound person down to 180 pounds and, you know, fit in, you know, uh, in two months. It'll probably take two years. It's probably going to take two years. And the same thing when it comes to mathematical development. There's, we just, it's, it's not, it's not feasible. It's not possible. And the question that, you know, the difference between mathnasium and, let's say, the private tutor typically is that the private tutor is working with 
what's going on currently for that child and trying to help them through the current work. Your case was different. Right, your case was different. Yeah. But what, what for that child who is struggling, that is far behind, the, the best thing we can do for them, especially when grades don't matter, when they really don't matter, right? It's different. You get to high school, you get on a transcript, all that kind of stuff. But when grades don't matter, the best thing we can do is make sure that, one, we don't care about the grade. What we care about is the actual learning trajectory. And we make sure that we are, we are teaching that child what they are actually ready to learn in a way that they will master it and that they will, it will then be the foundation of success. And the parents that... So you're essentially, you're, you're taking a foundation that's broken... And you have to completely rebuild it. Correct. For yeah. many, in many cases. Now, so sometimes it's not completely broken. Sometimes yeah. it's just there are gaps. There might be some some gaps that are getting in their way of some really important, you know, it could be multiplication facts. It, it could be, you know, that, that they really don't understand how to work with fractions, right? There's, there's a whole host of things. And that's why we have an assessment process that identifies those key skills that kids may be missing or would be missing that they haven't mastered. And then we build, we, we fill in those gaps or in some cases build that foundation from the ground up for them. Um, it's not for everybody in that it is, you know, especially for the, for the kid that's, that's far behind. It's an investment. It absolutely is an investment in time. Um, it won't happen overnight, just like that person who is, you know, 300 pounds or 280 pounds and needs to lose 100, 150 pounds. It's not going to happen overnight. And the question is, you know, the, well, the the parents that understand that initially and are willing to make that investment are the ones that have the greatest success in our program. And and it's not, I tell, our, I, I've told some people like that have had that success. I was like, you, in many cases, I'd say you're a rare breed because a lot of people, especially this day and age, they want immediate fix the quick fix right they want ozempic right it's like oh Oh boy now we're gonna right (laughs) we don't have to go there but but right but think about it right it's like that parent that parent that gave the four wants us to give them the shot of ozempic so that they can lose the 150 pounds in the next three months and that's not healthy right that's going to hurt them um and and when it comes to math it's just not possible so it's results that last rather than... Exactly. Quick. Because ultimately, we're not just teaching math so that kids can be successful in school. We're, we're, we're teaching them math in ways that are going to help them for a lifetime beyond right now in school. And thus, building confidence, right? As, as we were saying before. How old's your, your, your oldest um, student now? Like, because you guys have been got this for a decent amount of time. Oh, yeah. geez. So, like, do you, oh. you, you, have you ever had somebody come back and be like, you guys, like, I'm still good at math and I'm 25? Well, and then some of them work for us. And, like, they, yeah. we had them as a kid, then they come back yeah. and they work for us. Wow. Oh, wow. That's so, a- 15 years, the business is 15 years old. Yeah. So, so we'd have people in their 30s that's at what I'm this saying. point. Yeah. 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 We haven't tracked that too well but interesting yeah, yeah that's wild that'd be that would be great to get them on video if we could ever because now because think about this you've had people that you've taught math to that now have kids yeah that are learning math and perhaps what you taught them 
they're passing on to their oh, kids. Sure. Yeah. So it's like you might not have affected millions of people. You might have affected like exponentially. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. If you affect a million people yeah. 15 years ago, you're 150 million people potentially. That's yeah. cool. And it'll live on because even even the change in confidence, even if it's like one mom isn't telling their, their daughter that they're bad at math, that's a win. Yeah. Because there's a lot of that. There's a lot of moms who are like, oh, don't worry, I was bad at math too. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got D's. It's okay. Yeah. And it, and it, yeah. Does, it really it doesn't And then we have, have to, to undo that. that and we have to remind parents, don't say that. If, yeah. like, if, if you had a mathnasium back, so many parents are like, oh, I wish we had this back then. This would have helped me so much. You know, but yeah. we have to remind parents, don't, don't tell your kids anything that negative about any of your academic subjects because they'll they will internalize that mm. just like you don't want to talk negatively about your body right to yeah. your kids yeah because Keep they that will mind. internalize that too oh i'm gonna be jack dad jack dad yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. definitely yeah and ariel can keep you in shape yeah definitely <laughs> yeah, if you start was, getting a little bloated she'll tell you it was uh, it was on honestly if like, not your kids will i had that happen the other day <laughs> yeah, oh shit that's bloated. teddy teddy was like Dad, man, I don't know, man. It's like you eat well, but like, looks like you're gaining a little weight. And I was like, "Damn, thanks, thanks man. Thanks, I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate it." Yeah. He comes in with a whistle. He's yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just like. I was breathe, like, I need to move more. You're right, dude. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. I'd be like, I'm too. I'm working too hard to pay for this house. Yeah. Teddy. <laughs> yeah. Back to your room. <laughs> it's because I'm always taking you to baseball practice. <laughs> <laughs> I had you. I have no time to go to the gym. Yeah. Yep. Think about that when you have kids. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> but <laughs> it, the, the frustrating thing, I think, for us when it comes to our mathnasium business from a, from a marketing standpoint is that people really don't know why they should come to us. They don't know this kind of magic that we have and this uh, until they come through the, our doors. And so we fight this battle. Not, I mean, over 90%. So they don't, they don't understand, like, the, the effort that went into the curriculum, the results that it can get over the comp- competition. Yes. And the, you're not, like, just tutoring and, and putting a hole, like, putting, putting a, band-aids covering on. the pothole up. That's like, right. You're, you're creating lifelong results. And in your marketing, you're curr- you're, you would say you're currently struggling in delivering that message? I, I, as, a, as a brand, Yes. Mm. As, okay. a, as a mathnasium as a brand yes i think we've been fighting against you know fi- fighting that fight right that we are trying to do that on our our local level what 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 are you doing to affect that perception differently or like what could mathnasium do differently well to me so much of it comes down to if you look at the biggest part of the tutoring market so you, there there are learning centers out there but you know other than us there's there's Kumon and Sylvan and Huntington and Russian School of Math and I don't know some other smaller ones Russian School of Math Yeah yeah that's another one yeah um, I've never heard of that. Yeah yeah they I mean they're mostly in larger cities okay. and they're not they didn't make their way out here yet um, but the biggest pie the biggest part of the pie of the tutoring market is the independent private tutor mm. that's like 90 percent of the market the girl that's in college studying to be a math right teacher or the teacher like the right side. or the or the teacher that does some extra tutoring on the side or like if you go for example central bucks if if um 
if a child needs help, the first thing they do is they say, well, here's the tutor list. And the tutor list are all the teachers that are retired. That, no, no. They're like active teachers in the school that, that in, in the school district that tutor on the side. And I'm, this is not to be um, disparaging to them in any way, but most likely they're going to just work with the kids on what's happening in school and trying to help them with their current schoolwork. They're not going to have a structured means of filling in those gaps, building that foundation, and not just, you know, in some generic, you know, way that, that their, their curriculum in school might do it, which is typically not very good. Um, it's through like, what we have, nobody else has. They don't have it. And so parents don't know that. And the only way they know that is if they have a friend who's had the experience mm. or if on the off chance they just take the gamble and they come in. Um, and we have a, a free assessment process so that, you know, we try to like just remove any barriers. It's like just come in and experience that. And that assessment is not us like giving a test to a kid and walking away. It's an interactive experience where we are uncovering how they think, right? And then we're teaching them some cool stuff along the way also. So that As they, an individual. Yeah, exactly. And then from there we're able to create that customized learning plan that's, you know, going to cover those skills at, you know, at a, at a, from what we see at us a certain grade level of where they belong, where they should start. Um, we're going to create that customized learning plan for them that addresses their exact needs in these key concept areas. That's going to fill those gaps, build their number sense and give them that strong foundation. Um, and that's where, when we meet with the parent afterwards, we, we go through with them, Hey, this is what happened here. And, Oh, it, when when they were trying when when we asked them, you know, half of uh, half of thirteen, uh, you know, they they said there is no half of thirteen, or they or they or they had to um, write it out. They wrote thirteen divided by two. You know, what we're going to teach them is that they can think about it as half of twelve and half of one, so they can find six and and a half. Put put it together, right? Half of twelve is six. Half of one is a half. Put it together, six and a half. So mm-hmm. it's really like you're. That's an interesting problem, I guess, because you're 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 selling to the person you're not necessarily helping. You're selling to the individual. You have to convince the person we with have the two, wallet. We have two customers. Right. Yeah. We have the child and we have the parent. So you're you're <laughs> transactionally that's very difficult um, in like the world of selling to convince because like we grew up with commercials. Yep, and TV, and like you would flash the toy out on the commercial, and then it'd be like, "Get it at Toys R Us now!" And you had like you those toy manufacturers <laughs> knew that the kids would rally mom, together. Mom, 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 I need this. to get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like you guys are kind of in a situation like that where it's like the person who's you know bringing the kid here. They they're obviously not driving themselves there. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Right. and makes it harder. So what do you like? Do you, I mean, you guys being members of the community, like residents, yeah. probably helps this current business. Like your other businesses probably do well because they're in a volume location. Yes. Whereas here in Bucks County, like you guys are people. Like, does that help at all? It's starting to help it's more. starting to, I think. From all the podcasts you've been doing? Yeah, I think the more podcasts we do, the better. I mean, this is a really good opportunity for us. Thank you. Um, And it's it's us. I think if we can we can speak about the program, you know, and explain 
the value over a private tutor. I think it's it's really helpful. Do you guys do anything with like social media content in terms of like not just posting pictures? No videos. Yeah, these, we've been putting yeah. and we've done some of our own podcast style videos that that we post where we where we're talking about the where program. it's just us it in the basement on mics talking. Yeah. It would be interesting. Um, to see like you guys team up with, I'm just going to shoot myself in the foot because I yelled at you earlier for this, but somebody like Gilmar or specifically Gilmar, like somebody that can capture like a lot of the success we have selling products in terms of like construction through Instagram and YouTube was because Gilmar and I collaborated like a lot in the beginning and then yeah, ultimately yeah. had the system where like he humanized the company. Sure. So like our competition, our competition is 40 year old companies right. that weren't taking advantage of social media. Mm. So I knew that like, if I was going to like come up very quickly or as quickly as one can, I was going to have to exploit that difference. Sure, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. people, I was always coming up against like Zavetta or, you mm. know, what other companies that I just like, I can't compete with somebody like that. Right. But I can make you like me more. So by the time you get to that meeting with them, you're already convinced yeah. that I'm you're my the builder. guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we need. Teaming right. somebody like Gilmar. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Gilmar. You want a job? Um, <laughs> it's just like having somebody that can like make you look the best version of yourself and like take that like yeah. one, you have to be comfortable with that person. Oh, yeah. I watch a lot of people's video content. And it's like, it's very clear to me that the person running the camera is making them uncomfortable. Oh yeah. Either yeah. they're not like Gilmore has this way about him where it's just like, I'm talking about you like you're not in the room. Yeah. yeah. But like you just like you, you, you make people right. like you have that way about you that you just like make people want to talk to you. I think and it's because I listen. Yeah. I feel like I have four years. Yeah. <laughs> that could, I mean, that could be it. Like you just have this calming presence about you that you're just like, cool. And then you ask like very pointed thought out questions. Like, well, why do you think that? And it's like, how dare you ask me to make, to think consciously about my, uh, <laughs> my thoughts here. Like, yeah. You bring that, I watch you do it. I've watched you do it. I mean, you did it well with us and you've done it. I don't know. Like, yeah, a lot of the videos I made for them, the there's I don't know if you guys saw the one where Andrew's talking about why he builds and like why why do we build? I that came from it. we were sitting down in the room with the mics and I asked him questions and I clipped that together along with clips I got from him doing like doing all the work and I wanted to make it feel like you know, we we're not building just to build, you know, we're we're building because we're giving these people a place to live. Yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, that was like insane. That yeah, that gave out. me chills as I was editing it. And I'm like, this is it, man. This is the one. So that's what I what I'd like to bring to businesses where you feel the reason why they're doing something. Sure. Why are we around? We're not here to make money. We're not here to, uh, to there's just, a lot of other ways. There's yeah. a lot of ways to make money. Exactly. Right. And, exactly. And it's so there, it's gotta be more than that. Exactly. In, in order to like really make a difference. Yeah. And, and I feel like there's a lot of people are, who say, Oh, I want, I want people to know us. I want people to see the people behind the business, but the way they get it across is sometimes cheesy or totally. it, it just doesn't look good. Yeah. And that's, that's the, the thing that I'm seeing a lot where I'm like, I can make this so much better for you. Yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. I'm sold. I yeah. forget, <laughs> Let's do it. I forget exactly yeah. what I said, but I was saying something. He's like, well, like, why did you get into building? And I don't even think I realized the microphones were on you. <laughs> Probably and, not. And I said like, I was like, yeah, like we're, I forget exactly what I said, so I'll butcher it now, but I was pretty much just like, we make a place for people's lives to happen. Mm -hmm. 
And that's like an incredible responsibility. It's like people's oh, kids oh, are yeah. going to grow up in this house. Like you're going to take prom pictures think on the stairs. about the memories that people, mm-hmm. you know, make yeah. in their homes. Yeah. Hopefully. Your whole life, like I, like when you're talking about survival, like the first thing you need is shelter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we're building elite shelters. Yeah. In a way. So it's like your whole world is happening in yeah. this space. And I went to architecture school because I wanted to build the space is so good for them, for all of this to happen. And I didn't realize that at the time. Wow. Yeah. I even captured some of that. That hooks me so well. Oh yeah. 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 I think that's genius. Even if you go on the channel, it's true too. I can tell. Yeah. You can tell. tell. You're not manufacturing. No, it's just what it is. If you look at the videos we made, he goes so in depth on, I remember I made a video on waterproofing and he just talked about the, the drainage systems, the amount of waterproofing that goes into the foundation, the way things are dug and it's just, even I learned from it. And it's like, then you go and you look at other builders and maybe they don't touch on that. So with with seeing the way they build homes, I'm like, if anyone's building my house, it's them. Right. Because they've given me this information. Mm-hmm. I, I now understand how to how homes are built and seeing how much care and attention to detail they put into it. It's a whole, it's right. a different level. It's, you know? it's putting- you know what you can add to that? Um, you can add that you're protecting this family from mold, mm-hmm. which is killer. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Dude, mold. <laughs> I've, I've, mold. Dealt, I've, dealt, I've dealt with Spores. mold. It's awful. It's yeah. awful. Gut biome. What what builder do you know about gut biome? I can, I'll teach you all about that. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jiu-jitsu, gut biome, gut biome and astrophysics, and whatever. <laughs> yeah. A huge nerd over here just yeah. building houses. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you ever awesome. just look around and go, like, we are the we are the generation now that is running the running the place. At least like, shouldn't we be. are. Well, I know there's okay. It's not always <laughs> true, but like I think I always look. I always think of like. <laughs> This is embarrassing, but the lawyers and the doctors and like there's always people above me that are older than me. And I guess I think of myself as maybe young still in some way. But I'm like, I see the house you built and I'm like, he's like my age or younger, younger. and he can do that. You yeah. know, and I like I see the difference that we make. And then I like I met a um, a farmer the other day who was like my age. And I'm like, Whoa. farmers are supposed to be old people, right? Like, that's <laughs> what I imagine. And maybe yeah. this is just my lack of maturity, but I think I'm kind of realizing like there's You're a level of your responsibility own. here yeah. to, to contribute to this community in a, in a bigger way. And I yeah. think it's, that's why like get, getting out of our comfort zone and like being seen speaking more about this instead of you know just like well, but writing of, the curriculum look, one of the problems the I'm sorry to interrupt one of the problems is that w- what we do is something that a lot of parents particularly in this area don't want to deal with mm. explain meaning they want they want to spend their time outside of school playing sports playing music dance mm. they want to raise C students that are good at instruments they just no they want to think that the problem's going to just yeah they want a lot of them want to think the problem will solve itself Mm. and school's not being totally honest about the level that these kids are at too especially with all the covid learning that's really interesting because like when i think about like my unborn children um my non-existent unborn children um it's important to me to to raise like just like savage little warriors right like I want them to do wrestling and jujitsu. I want them to be well read. Mm-hmm. I want them to speak well. Yeah. And I 
like I get frustrated when I go out and I order food and I go up and like they type it in and then they just look at me like I'm like well do I swipe do I like put the chip like (laughs) what the you would just acknowledge like say hello like and they're just like like you're I used to just be like oh man we're so screwed but then I started hiring I hired a kid to work for me just part time he's a 15 year old kid uh, I trained jujitsu with um and watching him work and the way he was with the customers and the other people working, he left and I like looked at the one electrician and he's like, yeah, wow. And I was like, damn, I, I think we might be okay. Yeah. And then I realized, I was like, well, I met him in a place that's very difficult. Like jujitsu is not an easy sport. Like if you're there, you're, there's probably something wrong with you. Right. But you're also like, you're learning how to like, you're getting choked. You're like, so this young man is learning adversity. He's learning how to interact with other men that Mm -hmm. could easily kill him. Right. Mm -hmm. He's learning that like pecking order, but also learning how to be to people like that respect. And I'm like, Holy shit. Like we're, did I, I don't think I completely undervalued what we're doing here. Oh yeah. Like I thought we were learning to fight and I'm like, I actually think we're building good people. Uh. And it's just kind of like one of those things where I'm like, okay, it's just you you have to, there are a lot of hopeless kids right now that Mm -hmm. we've been interacting with that I'm just like, damn, like life's going to be hard for you yeah, because like you don't have the skills, but there are kids when you look at places like Mathanasium, Mm -hmm. that is the same as like the jujitsu gym. Like it's not comfortable. You're there because like you're inferior a little bit or you're not at the level as your peers, which sucks. Right. But if you, you know, you train them, next thing you know, you got to, like, that little Asian kid over there might choke you, rear naked choke you. And it's like you're out walking around at, like, different places being like, does he know jujitsu? Right. Does he know math? Mm. Like, does he, like, so it gives you this respect for people, but it's also, like, you have to go to those places to find the good people. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's very, um, I really enjoyed the conversation and like realizing that like mathnasium is more than just a place where you guys are like teaching math. Yeah. Like I'm very, I'm very happy that like this conversation was just like, it was very impactful for me because I'm like, damn, like you're not just like teaching math. Yeah. I'm curious to think about, to know what kind of preconceived notions you may have had about what this conversation (laughs) would be like compared to what Um, it is. (laughs) I don't know if I don't know if it'll be easy for me to do that. Like sometimes with podcast guests, um, I'll be honest. Like we'll be like, "Damn, like this one's gonna this one might be this is gonna be dry." But or then it? next thing you know, it's like you get done the show and you're like, "Holy shit! Yeah, what just happened?" It happened most recently um, with uh, what's the lady Lanelli? Yeah, Lonnie. Lonnie. She owns a like a like a boutique dress shop oh and she's just like this boisterous lady with opinions and like she came in and blew us away oh, yeah, that's she awesome. Awesome. left we she left and i was like damn like <laughs> we might go dress shopping this weekend just like that's my girl now i was like that's my girl yeah we're like we're talk like we <laughs> loosely talked about having like a um Gala, a gala, like a like a black tie thing in Doylestown. Oh, how fun! We're just like because she's just like we want people to be beautiful, 
And I'm like, damn, like, let's sell more dresses. Let's, like, make the dress yeah. the ticket to get in. And she's like, we want, like, she doesn't carry just, like, just dresses. She's like, she, you come in and she looks at you like, here's a glass of champagne and I'm going to be right back. And then yeah. she brings, like, oh, what, nice. is, what is for you to you that's in a way. Or something new. Baby. I love yeah. customization. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's just like, she's like, no, nah, she's like, and she's like, I'm a thick lady, but I want to look good for my man. And it's like, <laughs> so she said something like that, and I was like, all right. Oh, Hell yeah. <laughs> like, Damn. Good for you. Yeah. Like, good for you. That's awesome. That's I want to cool. meet your husband. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a lot. He's got a lot. You're, you're feisty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, so, um, dude, how long have we been doing this? So it's been a while. Are we going to split this? It's about to be three hours. Two hours and 43 minutes. Um... <laughs> Really? Yeah, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll we'll split it in two then. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I want to thank you guys for coming out. Yeah. Like, thank you. Cool. Definitely. Thank you guys. Yeah, thank you. Damn, like you guys are. You guys are legit. Yeah. 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 Let's do it again. Yeah. 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 Oh, fun, yeah. For sure. And then uh, when we're done recording, I'll, I'll let you see what Ariel sent me for my like stars or whatever. <gasps> oh my goodness! Can I do one more thing? I brought you guys something. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh. I crap. loved your story about the. I loved your story about the Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I didn't bring you Reese's peanut butter cups. Dude, man, we, we used to crush those together yeah. on your couch. Oh, I yeah. Brought you, I brought this. you Ariel approved Reese's peanut That's butter cups. That's how long cups. I've been going. My phone died. Oh, no. Oh, this shit. is a protein bar that's oh. peanut butter cup flavored. Oh, thank you. They're awesome. And I think they're pretty good. Yeah. Whoa, they're very good. Your story reminded me of my son. He does the same thing. He Which just hides the Reese's in his in his room. Were you when I was chipmunk and Reese's yeah. cups. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you you heard on the podcast with our, with Ariel and me. I did. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah, that was. That's <laughs> hilarious. I listened to uh, the the Bucks County Mama podcast too, which yeah, also was Jackie. really good. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. She's, fun she's, a, she's a great lady. She's just so authentic and inspiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, I think that it's. Like, for you and you guys, like, doing your social media, like, teaming up with someone like Gilmar or, or just doing it yourselves and approaching it, like, just being yourselves and yeah. authentic. It's very uncomfortable at first. But I've I've had a lot of success with, like, social media because um, and I just, just let it go. Just let it rip. And, like, nobody else was doing that. And then there was a lot of people like, why are you doing a podcast? That's dangerous. And I'm like, well, it could also be really great. Yeah. If people Dangerous. like know who you are, yeah. if you don't like me, then like I can't do anything about that. But like I'm trying to be a good dude over well, here. Well, most like, likely for every one person that you turn off, you're turning on three or four. You know, so it's like let's hope, it, let's hope so. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I, I think so. I think it's important to be authentic and yeah, <laughs> not be, uh, <laughs> not, not be afraid to you know be who you are out out in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. That means a lot to me. Yeah. Yeah. To have that support, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's very cool. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I'm never going to stop. Yeah, it's definitely. definitely. I'm like, uh, I'm Mark, yeah, Mark Wahlberg or Mark, uh, or now, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. and, uh, Wolf Wall Street. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so this was the No Prisoners podcast, uh, at 86 West. Check them out, uh, especially this fall for your holiday parties and special events. This was Gilmar. Andrew Rambo over here, and then our special guests, uh, Mark and Tammy, that blew it out. So, hope you enjoyed this episode, part two. All right, thank you. Thank you.